This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexil series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time, which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. Hi, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, about 20, 30 years ago, when you talked about cannabis, it was kind of like the, the dirty word in the room. But over the past couple of years, that stigma has kind of started to kind of melt away a little bit and you're starting to see uh, brands and companies kind of take advantage of that and one of the amazing brands at the forefront of that is autumnbrands.com we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast and we have the amazing founder and chief financial officer of autumn brands autumn shelton autumn how are you today ma'am I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, no worries. We're so glad uh, to have you on the show. Uh, If you would, Autumn, just kind of share your origin story and your background, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, So Autumn Brands is um, two families that own and operate the business. Mm -hmm. And um, we got into cannabis um, under the medical model um, a little over five years ago and, and then transitioned into the regulated market in 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, I am the Autumn of Autumn Brands, and I have my three partners. Their last name is Brand, um, and so that's where Autumn Brands was gotcha. was came about. Um, my background is more in real estate, um, and then I became the uh, financial controller CFO for um, my then boss, now partner. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns the property where we cultivate, and he used to do cut flowers, and you know that that industry has been struggling for a long time with all the the competition from South America. Right. And when he got an opportunity to lease out some greenhouses um, for medical marijuana, um, we did a lot of risk assessment and decided it would be a good idea for him. And then shortly after that uh, decided we, we should do our own. Um, So that's where, that's where we kind of came about and kind of transitioned into this. And so we do have four co-owners and, Mm -hmm. um, that um, that have really been able to help us look at look at this industry in in different ways. We you know his it's my partner and his two kids who graduated college in the last couple of years. So we all bring really a unique um, set of skills. My husband is also um, very much involved. He's our brand manager mm-hmm. um, and for all our retail side. 
and their um the mom and, and wife of my partners um also is involved so gotcha. we really try to continue being very family um uh owned and operated even though we are continuing to grow and um have over 75 employees at this point and um but we we focus on uh sustainability uh all our water is reused and recycled all of our um plant uh uh Organic waste is all reused and recycled, mm-hmm. um, and and most importantly, we are 100% pesticide free. Gotcha. So you know, in the state of California, they have very very small limits of what you can do, but you can still use pesticides. And for us, about three years ago, we made the determination that you know even a little bit of pesticides um, is harmful, and we really wanted to be able to produce a product um, that was you know completely natural for our consumer. And, and I think this is, this is the path where we're going anyway, you know, as we right. saw a shift from conventional uh, agriculture to organic agriculture, getting away from pesticides because pesticides, they, you know, it could say organic, but they're still using pesticides. Right. So this is really the future of, of getting away from pesticides altogether. Gotcha. No, I, I appreciate all of that. And I want to ask about the, the, Pet, the organic part and the pesticides to not use the pesticides a little bit later. But I want to ask you something that you talked about. You talked about going into uh, this business w- with different many mindsets, different ways. Kind of talk, dive into that a little bit more because I'm fascinated about that because, you know, you're talking about, you know, cannabis. There's usually only kind of one type of mindset, but kind of talk about those different ways and those different mindsets and those different type of uh, perspectives that everybody brings to the table. Well, you know, my partner has been um, a farmer for over 30 years or gotcha. I, I actually say even longer um you know he's from uh holland originally and he's a fifth generation um farmer and now his kids are sixth generation farmers and they both studied agriculture one studied business and the other started growing techniques and so they were able to really bring in a whole new set of um education and skills mm. um that brought a lot of fresh ideas um to gotcha. how we do things and how we process um i'm you know my background is you know, compliance. I handle all the compliance for the company, um, financials, um, and also oversee all the human resources um, as we're growing. So, you know, we all kind of come in with different different backgrounds. My husband's customer service side, so you know, customer service is really important for us, and and being there for our consumers if something goes wrong or if they have any questions or concerns, or um, just love to tell us how um, it, it actually helped them. So. Yeah, we all we all kind of came out with um, just really um, different different ways of how we view business and right. how we operate, and it's allowed us to really, um, you know, grow this company successfully um, and at our own pace. You know, we are all very frugal people um, as well, and so we like to grow within our means. We are still self funded um, and continue just to to grow as as we can. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh- for sharing that. I, I want to ask you this because, you know, you, you talked about, you know, wearing many different hats and, and stuff like that. And I know that uh, in the space, in the cannabis space, I mean, you know, there's still a federal ban on it. I know uh, there's there's not as many restrictions in California. I think I believe it's 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 free to use in California from a recreational standpoint as well. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, but from a federal standpoint, like, do you find any limitations from the business or, you know, are you just doing well in California? Kind of talk, I guess what I'm asking is kind of talk about that part, because I know, you know, with a lot of businesses, there's not as many regulations, but with something like this, it's a little different. Kind of talk about that and some of those challenges, if you don't mind. Sure. The, you know, the biggest issues with it still being federally illegal, um, 
One is banking for right. a lot of people in this industry. They right. still can't, you know, and in the beginning too, we handled a lot of cash, but we were able to get a bank account um, about a year and a half ago. It did um, about six months of compliance and proving um, that we are a legitimate business and we continue to be, be one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very fortunate to have um, banking. However, we still get, you know, some, it, it doesn't go all the way down the supply chain, right? So we still get paid in cash Got by you. certain by certain distributors. I'm sorry, really um, quickly, is that one that's just based in California or is it actually one that's you know, like a national bank or is it just one based in California? It's a credit union. Gotcha. Okay. So a lot of gotcha. these bigger federal ones, yes, they won't they won't touch it still. Right. Um, you know, you really it's really the credit unions that are they're putting together these programs. Um, I mean, they're still all FDIC insured those well, but they right. if they follow a certain protocol, um, then they can they can continue to do this. Gotcha. But, you know, they still are filing federally when the cash the cash goes directly to the Federal Reserve. Of course. You know, from our company. So it's it is all tracked and um and they watch, and the banks now are looking at our. They'll look at metric, which is the state's chosen track and trace system, which a number of states actually use it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I think Colorado does too, maybe. Right. Um, and um, so so banking is one of the issues, but luckily for us, it's not as not as impactful anymore because we do have a bank account. The gotcha. other really really impactful. Um, federal legal aspect of it is a tax code called 280E. Mm. And 280E does not allow you to write off normal expenses in your business um, if because it because it is still a Schedule 1 drug. Gotcha. So that is the hardest part. So anything like your legal fees, any of these um, license fees, um, anything that is not touching the plant, you cannot deduct. So you you are paying way more taxes than than anybody else, and and that makes it very hard for a business to succeed. Um, again, you have to be very smart with um, how you how you calculate your finances and how you handle it. I, every single month, I go through a exercise of that I could file a tax return that day, and I know exactly how much I owe in taxes sure. um, just based on that knowledge. Because you can't just assume you can write everything off for like sure. normal. Absolutely no, and I, and I appreciate that transparency because Startup Nation. I know many of you have. Ask questions about you know this space, and which is why we're so grateful uh, for Autumn to come on the show. Uh, but I want to kind of share and wanted to see what those challenges were, so that way you may be experiencing uh, you know some similar things as you try to go forth uh, in the cannabis space. I was asking about the banking part because I remember I was a banker in Colorado, and I remember we had to close down a lot of different bank accounts for that very reason. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, no, so I I was curious about, you know, but this was like 10 years ago. So I wanted to see if there was any kind of movement or change, uh, in that regard. Go ahead. It's not like you're about to say something. Yeah. Banks are definitely still shutting down, um, accounts or personal accounts. Um, if they see your name in the paper, even if it's not an account that's associated with cannabis, they'll shut you down. Um, if you're putting too much cash into it, so say you're a landlord, um, Mm -hmm. collecting cash, um, from a cannabis tenant, you're going to struggle with having a bank account even for that oh, wow. because the majority of your income is coming in as cannabis and, and, a, and a, yeah, a normal big bank um, will, will close you without reason. Gotcha. So you mean to tell me it's not even just from a direct standpoint, but like from an indirect standpoint, if right. you have from that part, I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. Right. Hmm. That's very interesting. Uh, I want to ask you this because but before you kind of got into this space, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but, but you know, did you have any reservations at all, you know, from, from the beginning? And was there any point where your, you know, your mindset about cannabis kind of changed? Kind of talk about your own personal perspective about cannabis. Cause you know, when you talk about stuff like this, it, you know, many different people have many different perspectives on it. 
Well, we saw the opportunity, you know, and, and that's why we got involved. Gotcha. But we got involved in the medical marijuana side, the collective right. model. And that right. was still very gray. I mm-hmm. mean, you still, you hear a helicopter go over, you're like, <gasps> oh, <fair enough. laughs> I mean, cause you're, you, I mean, you have all the paperwork in place and you, and you have a collective and you've done it all, but it's still, still very gray at that point. And so, right. yes, that was still a very nerve wracking time and deciding whether or not to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were very much involved at the state and at the local level for creating these um, ordinances and regulations and really being, um, being a part of the public comment process to ensure that this would function um, for businesses in the future. Um, so, you know, it's, but as we transitioned and we got into the regulated market and we got a license by the state, you know, in January of 2018, when that all shifted into this really just really regulated market, it just feels like a business. Gotcha. And so, no, we don't look over our shoulder anymore. We're not worried about it. You know, our, our, you know, from day one, we're business people and we just want to create, you know, a successful business for our families um, and for ourselves to be able to continue just to grow as entrepreneurs and, um, you know, and, and create something for, for our children. For sure. For sure. No, I definitely uh, understand that. Let me ask you this because, you know, we're, we're not only talking about, you know, cannabis, but one thing that is kind of, you know, uh, uh, accepted you know on a national federal level is like cbd and stuff like that and i imagine there is some there's some competition you know with other cannabis uh brands and cbd kind of talk about how you differentiate you know how what's that competitive advantage that unique value proposition that you're able uh to kind of you know offer to your customers that say you know we're better than the competition i guess i'm curious about how you how you brand how you uh get the word out about autumn brands well, this, I mean, like you're saying, this is a very tough industry to be in because not only, you know, are we trying to grow a plant, you're cultivating a plant um, that is, that is, yes, grows like a weed, but it doesn't grow well like a weed. Right. So you first have that aspect and then you, you know, then you have to, and we didn't even build, we didn't even create a brand until, um, about halfway through 2018 because mm. we didn't know what the consumer wanted. So gotcha. really trying to figure out what kind of packaging were they looking for? Um, you know, we started out with a different logo in the very beginning and a very different look. And that's developed over time as we've kind of understood that this is more of a health and wellness type of product. Mm, right. And, um, but, but being different and creating a brand in any, any industry is, is very challenging. And especially in one that's so limited, you know, we're, and that's the other part of being federally legal is we're so limited with the number of um, retailers, you know, we, we're stuck with only within California, nothing can go outside your own state right. and, and you can't ship online. Um, so that would be the difference of like, a, you know, a hemp product versus a cannabis product. Um, whereas hemp, you can, you can buy it on Amazon and you can do things like that. But, but cannabis and hemp are, are just very different. You know, the, the people that want um, THC, there's, there's a different reasoning and the CBD is kind of opening people's mind up, I think a little bit more and, right. and understanding it. But, you know, most people don't understand that we have the endocannabinoid system in our bodies mm. and cannabis itself helps regulate our bodies. And that's why it's been so helpful medically um, or just for people that need to kind of relax at the end of a day or be creative. Um, so cannabis itself is something that's just really, really wonderful for our bodies and hemp, you know, which is predominantly CBD and then other cannabinoids 
it has really great um, benefits to it as well. But the THC is something that we actually have the natural receptor for. And that's the one that's really going to help you with pain. That's the one that's going to help you kind of sleep a little bit better. Um, so THC is very, very important. It's not just about getting high or, you know, and I think that's what people just have had this uh, stigma and mentality around. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a big difference there between the hemp world and the cannabis world. And then within the cannabis world, you know, for us to stand out and be different, um, than other brands, it's just people that, that know who we are. And as I said, we're, we're two families and everything that we do is, you know, hand trimmed, hand selected, hand processed. So for us, and and we're hundred percent pesticide free. So we are just going to be honest with who we are and always try to be as consistent as we possibly can and provide, you know, a very natural product that people know is based, you know, on health and wellness. And that's what helps us stand out, I think. For sure. And I appreciate that, you know, and I appreciate the part about, you know, uh, just being honest with who you are and and standing on the health and wellness part. Cause I, I think that's definitely a great, you know, a unique qualifier or unique uh, proposition, if you will, because like you said, like there is that stigma about like all is just getting high, but we've seen countless of uh, press releases and studies that like we've, you know, cause you you said so yourself, you got in it uh, from a medical standpoint at first, we've seen countless of uh, stories of people uh, finding more success with cannabis than they do with like regular pharmaceuticals and uh, in, in that regard, depending on certain, you know, uh, you know, illnesses and stuff like that. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is an incredible plant. It really Mm -hmm. is very magical. And we love when we love, when we get emails from people saying, I love your flower. It's changed my life. It's the only thing that gets me through, you know, it's, it, it is, it's an incredible, incredible feeling. Um, but yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of brands out there that have big money, you know, they got big investments, they have a huge marketing budget, I remember when we started, you know, a distributor told us we need to spend 20% on marketing of our revenue. And I was like, whoa, that's, mm. <laughs> you know, that can disappear quick, quickly as right. well, since you can also can't write any of that off. Right. And so you see these biz companies and we're, we're not one of them. We don't have a huge marketing budget, um, but we have spent a lot of time doing interviews and really kind of getting the message out um, and being able to, you know, just educate as much as we possibly can um, about why this is a great plant why our product is different um, and why cannabis itself, um, you know, is, is, is really important for the stigma to really just, you know, continue to um, disappear. So that's where we, you know, really try to get out there. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life. Check it out, Startup Nation. I know many of you are trying to improve your marketing performance, right? You have your business or your e-commerce store, and you're trying to increase that brand awareness. No worries. I got you. You should listen to the brand new Keep Optimizing podcast. That's optimizing with an S and not a Z. It's a marketing podcast that will provide you with not only the latest tips and advice in the game, but also you will hear from experts in their field when it comes to email marketing, SEO, and more. This is a must-listen-to podcast for my e-commerce entrepreneurs. It's hosted by Chloe Thomas, who is a 15-year marketing expert, best-selling author, and award-winning podcast host. 
It's already a top 20 marketing podcast in seven countries. So clearly you're going to get amazing value every episode. So as you can see, Stoutermation, you're in good hands with my girl CT. So listen and subscribe to the Keep Optimizing podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you like to get your favorite podcast. You can also get more information at keepoptimizing.com. The link is there in the show notes. Aurelex powers this episode of The Startup Life. Startup Nation, as a podcaster, radio host, and business owner, I know a thing or two about the need for your message to come through clearly to your target audience. The last thing you want when trying to close a big deal over the phone or giving a sales presentation in your conference room is to have the person you are talking to be distracted by either the fact that you sound like you're in a warehouse or an outside noise like a fire truck. Trust me, Startup Nation. I know this all too well from experience. And that is why Oralex has your back. Oralex Acoustics creates professionally tested products that you can trust in a commercial space or at home. Better office acoustics improves intelligibility when video conferencing or generic conversation reduces stress and helps build a proactive work atmosphere. From a home studio for my content creators to your office space downtown, your gear performs better in an acoustically treated room. Trust me, you are in good hands with Oralex as they are the number one brand in acoustics, providing trusted solutions for over 40 years. Also, you can download the Oralex Acoustic Treatment mobile app in the Apple or Google Play Store to give you specifically designed and instantaneous recommendations for various room types. Go to Oralex.com and use the promo code STARTUP in all caps for 10% off your entire order. The link is there in the show notes if you are listening to the replay on the podcast. So if you are ready to stop sounding like you're having a sales meeting in a sports arena, go with Oralex. Professional audio made simple. Tresta powers this episode of The Startup Life. Okay, Startup Nation, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Tresta. Tresta is an app for iPhone and Android that lets you do business calling and texting from anywhere. I know so many entrepreneurs that are still using their, their personal phone number for business calls. It can get complicated drawing the line between your personal and professional life. Startup Nation, this is the best business phone app out there. Whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete business phone system, Tresta is totally flexible and can grow with your business. And it's all unlimited. Calling, texting, and all of the powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, user groups, and more for just $15 per user per month. With Tresta, there's no contract and you don't need any special hardware, just your smartphone you're already using. Tresta is easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself, all online avoiding all the hassle and high overhead costs of setting up a traditional business phone system, which is important because as entrepreneurs, we are always trying to cut cost and time. They're often a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at Tresta.com forward slash Startup Life. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com forward slash Startup Life. The link is there in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. Tresta, business communication simplified. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. Gotcha. You know, and I love that you said that, uh, Autumn, you know, Startup Nation, I hope you caught that. Like maybe you don't have the treasure chest or the war chest of 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 capital to spend on marketing. But what you can do is do stuff, you know, like she said, do interviews, do other type of press things. You know, I, I think it just goes to show that, like, you know, when there's not a traditional way, you make a way. Uh, so I appreciate, right. you know, uh, all of that. 
uh, autumn for sure. And, and one last question about the stigma, uh, if if you don't mind me asking, because you know, it, it like you said, it, we said at the top of the show, it seems like the stigma may be changing a little bit. Like it's still considered a Schedule One, uh, you know, a drug at the federal level, but we are seeing at the local municipalities like the certain type of uh, ordinances and things kind of either relaxing or even legalizing, uh, if you will. Uh, you know, cannabis and stuff like that. Let me ask you this. Do you see a day uh, where uh, cannabis is legalized at the federal level? And, and do you kind of, you know, see that happening? What, maybe five years, 10 years? Kind of give your take on that, if you don't mind. Um, you know, we've always uh, we've always kind of seen it coming that the, at the federal level. It would definitely one day be, um, you know, taken off the schedule one list. Um but it's always it's political. It's right. and right now, I mean, anything if if Biden and uh, you know gets into office in a matter of weeks, then yes, I think I think we have a chance that um, in the next couple of years it could certainly be taken off the schedule one. Mm-hmm. If we have another four years of Trump, then um, no, it's going to be a while before we can we can see some movement there because gotcha. there's just still such a um, a pushback with certain um, political leaders right. that that, you know, just don't want to see it happen. And, and that's really unfortunate because as every state is showing that how important this plant is and as each state is legalizing, um, you know, they have to understand at some point here that it's very important, but it's all, it's all political, right. Um, you know, and, and making that decision whether or not to, to legalize it. For sure. I, I think a lot of people who have that stigma, uh, I think they still have the, the movie reefer madness on the brain. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, and think that's kind of what it is. But, you know, like I said, I I see stories and hear stories all the time of people like, you know, I've had this condition where they'd be like, you know, epilepsy or something like I had this condition for years and years and years. And I started, you know, uh, engaging with, you know, uh, the cannabis, uh, if you will. And then it's like all of a sudden, like they have a a better quality of life. And so. Uh, I just think that, you know, I think we're going to get there one day. It's just like you said, it's v- extremely political. And, uh, you know, and, and I think one day, but I think one day we'll get there. But go ahead. I'm sorry. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the same one. Yeah. One day it'll it'll happen. And it might be where 280E, you know, goes away first. You know, there's a big fight right now. I know there um, I've heard some really powerful stories of, yeah, kids have epilepsy and mm-hmm. they, their parents have had to move out of the state where they live to be able to go move to a state where they could get the medicine. And, but what it does is even if the kid lives in a state where they can have their medicine, they can't get on a plane right. and fly with it. And so they can never leave where, you know, where they live. And so there's some really powerful stories out there of why, why this is just so important, um, on so many different levels, um, to make this legal. So I, I really do hope to see this, see some movement in the future, but I, I think we've made more progress in the, in the last, you know, five years than we had in 20 years. Sure. So we're, we're, we're moving forward. For That's sure. for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Once again, Startup Nation, we're talking to Autumn Shelton, partner and chief financial officer of Autumn Brands. Uh, I want to ask you this because, you know, you talked about earlier about the culture there. You have 75 uh, employees there. Kind of talk about, you know, the 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 morale that's been, you know, that's, you know, there at the company during the era of COVID, because I imagine there's been a few changes, a few shifts uh, due or due to the pandemic. Kind of talk about that a little bit. 
I mean, yes, we were, it's, it was pretty incredible um, that, you know, cannabis was deemed essential. I mean, that's also a really huge step moving forward, mm. um, moving forward here with, with uh, eliminating the, um, the stigma. But, right. you know, for us, we instantly, I ended up, I was on maternity leave, came back, was in the office for six weeks and then COVID happened. And so then I gotcha. ended up coming home and working from home, mm-hmm. but the farm continued. Right. Um, and it was pretty incredible. My, my partners, you know, instantly joined forces, um, with other nonprofits and created a, created a nonprofit, a new nonprofit, um, in where we are at Carpinteria in mm-hmm. California and called the 93013 fund and really got together and collected money to give to all the people that have been hurt, um, by the pandemic. Um, we instantly, um, along with other gro- uh, cannabis growers in town, started buying lunches for our employees three days a week. Um, because even though they had jobs, their family members had lost their jobs during right. the time. And so we also, one, wanted to be able to feed our employees, but also help the local restaurants keep the lights on. Mm. So we put together a whole program for that rotated among um, a number of different restaurants in town that we would buy from um, because community is also just truly, really important to us. Um, and, Cause without your community, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a little, you're flying solo there. So being able to give back during that time, you know, we also had to implement um, of course, new strict protocols within the company. One employee turned over just being full-time sanitizing. So all day long, and she still continues to do that. All she does is sanitize all the, um, every single surface. I have the shiniest doorknob. <laughs> I, I joke about. Um, and we have we've got one of those temperature kiosks. So whenever somebody comes in, they need to take their temperature. Right. Um, of course, everyone needs to wear a mask um, at all times if they're going to be within someone that's six feet. Um, and we had to change lunch periods and meal periods so that um, people aren't all together um, as well. So there's been some some big shifts and um, and how you operate, but you know, it's, it's all doable. Um, and the, you know, the employees are, um, still continue to be happy. They're happy that they have jobs. Um, you know, we, we just gave everyone huge raises, um, in June. So everyone also was very excited Right. and, um, you know, and, and, and it's very important, like I mentioned, being family run that we try to keep that going. And every month we normally would have a barbecue and all come together. And unfortunately we can't do that now, but we'll still celebrate the birthdays um, and everybody gets a card and, and we'll, um, you know, we'll buy everyone lunches um, at the end of every single month just to celebrate that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you uh, for sharing that. You know, you, you talked about this, kind of talk about the, the, the family oriented uh, part of it. Like, you know, how does that work as far as like you talked about being, uh, working with a whole nother family, kind of talk about how you guys, you know, uh, work through things like maybe disagreements and, you know, maybe different perspectives. Cause I mean, different perspectives can brings different mindsets. So kind of talk about how you guys work through those disagreements or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. I mean, it's very important for, you know, partners to come together um, and communicate how they're feeling and then come to a compromise. And, you know, it, you know, in all honesty, yeah, it's three family members and me sometimes. And so you're kind of like, but, but we just have such an incredible dynamic that that really hasn't ever come into play. And we're able just to come and sit together and we have monthly meetings, um, owners meetings, we'll have a working lunch and come with our list of things that we want to get done or accomplish. Um, and we don't always agree, but you know, sometimes we just kind of have to say, okay, we need to come to a compromise on this and this is what's going to be best for the company. And, 
and and so far that's been um, been really great for us. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you uh, for sharing that. Startup Nation, when you go to autumnbrands.com and go to uh, the press mention page, you'll see that Autumn Brands has been featured on uh, all over the place. CNBC, Yahoo Finance, the Santa Barbara uh, Independent, all over the place. And you talked about this earlier as far as like getting the word out. Kind of, uh, you know, uh, when you're going to an interview uh, like that, you know, what, what are you trying to really trying to hit home with like what do you really want the audience to know about the brand is it just awareness is it just about what you do is it all of the above just kind of talk about that strategy a little bit because we have a lot of people who are trying to get the word out as far as their businesses and stuff like that and we're always interested in people's mindsets when it comes to that kind of share that a little bit if you don't mind yeah i mean we you know it's all about yeah our key core values and who we are you know another top one that i hadn't mentioned yet is, you know, we're 50% women owned right. and half our employee and workforce and management are all pretty much almost 50% women as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really important um, for women in this industry to, to be able to communicate um, how they're able to be successful, because this is a new industry that has no glass ceiling. And there's so many other industries where women have really struggled to be able to work their way up. And, you know, we are so grateful that we are in this position um, and able to be entrepreneurs and own our own business and provide that opportunity to to other women as well. And And this is really a health and wellness product, as I mentioned, right. and women are really important for that. Women are the ones that are truly normally in a, in a household, the decision makers on what kind of health and wellness products they're going to buy. Right. Um, you know, and, and we also tease this plant is, you know, the, you want only the female plants, the males are the ones that produce the seeds. The females plants are the ones that produce the flower. And so all our plants are, are ladies. And so you walk through the greenhouses and, and say good morning to the ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, being being fifty percent women um, owned and operated is also really important, and, and also with an ownership um, of being able to create a balanced company. Um, it, that's also, I think, really allowed us to be successful as four partners and always making really good decisions for the company as well. You know, and and of other aspects, like I mentioned, being one hundred percent pesticide free is not easy. It is very hard. It is right. very expensive. We have a very well developed um, beneficial insect program um, where we do bring in bugs to combat the bad bugs. Um, but we also, because it is such a natural environment, have um, have these ladybugs that are native. So the ones that have like the dots on them, that the normal ones you see, those are not actually native. Mm-hmm. Um, they're ones that don't have the spots of the native ones. And those have come into our greenhouse and they just lay baby after that. La- after baby, which is larva. Mm-hmm. And they just create also this amazing environment. So, you know, being hundred percent pesticide free is not only by the, by producing a, a natural product for the consumer, but creating this just perfect environment in, in our greenhouses. Gotcha. So that our plants do thrive and that end product does show in the end. Gotcha. You know, you know, I said we were going to talk about this, you know, uh, later, but no, we're, we're back at it now. Kind of talk about that. Why is that important to be pesticide free? Because I imagine, you know, that would make things a, a lot easier for you. Kind of talk about why that that piece is important. That integrity piece of being pesticide free is so important. Being pesticide free, I mean, you don't know, you know, it's one thing to have a pesticide sprayed on a piece of lettuce that you may not, that you're not going to heat up. But cannabis is something that we heat up. And and Mm. I I think there's still a lot of research around um, these pesticides that when you do heat them up, how toxic are they for you? 
And so by us not using any whatsoever, we can guarantee that they're not going to, no, no consumer is going to receive that toxic um, chemical right. um, in their products. And, you know, people, but people were smoking pot for years and years, right? And they were buying it on the traditional market and who knows what was sprayed and what was used and, um, you know, no one really thought about it. So this is a whole new way of really kind of looking at it and, and what we put in our bodies. And it's, it truly is important because people, more and more people get cancer, more and more people, um, you know, end up with diseases and ailments. And um, so anything that you're going to put into your body, is just so important that, that it is as natural as it possibly can be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, for but, sh- oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, but it, yeah. And it's hard though. I mean, our plants don't always look picture perfect you know, but it's not what the plant, you know, on the outside looks like it's really what the, what the flower and the buds really end up being. And that's, what's really important to us. Um, we sometimes have to throw away thousands of plants mm. because they, you know, the, the bad pests just took over and we just were not able to get it. And if we did spray just a little bit of pesticide, yeah, we could have got rid of it in a heartbeat and saved those plants. But, you know, for us, um, it's worth losing some plants um, to really provide that that product to our consumer. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you uh, for sharing that and being transparent about that. Once again, Startup Nation, we're actually wrapping up with Autumn Shelton, the partner and chief financial officer of Autumn Brands. And if you want to check out uh, the website, we have the link there in the show notes for easy access. Just remember, uh, depending on where you are, you're not able to purchase uh, due to a federal ban on marijuana. But at the very least, you can kind of check out the website and see uh, what they're all about. Now, you talked about being on maternity leave not too long ago. So first of all, congratulations. Thank uh, you. It, it in order. <laughs> kind of talk about balancing, you know, uh, being a mom and a, and a, and a wife and a, and a business owner. Kind of talk about that lifestyle. And I kind of hear it a little bit already, but got to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Deep breath. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> it is not easy. Um, gotcha. I have an almost five-year-old and I have a almost, now she's going to turn one mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Um, so, you know, being a full-time working mom and having two small children is definitely very challenging um, and finding that balance um, amongst all of it. And, you know, and I, I just try to make sure I always take a little time um, like this morning to sit and, you know, read a few stories um, because sometimes it's just easy to go, go, go and be in task, task mode and, you know, and then get home and be exhausted and, and not have anything left. Um, But finding that balance, um, is really important. And I, and I try to do the best that I can and, and be there for both my children um, and my husband and myself, um, you know, and, and cannabis can help with that too. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, if I need to go, I like to smoke a joint and go for a run because I kind of get that double, get out of my head and just, you know, let everything go and then right. come back and, um, and then I can just be the best mom I can, I can be after that. Um, so, so yeah, it's always a balancing act. My mom was a full-time working mom. So, mm. you know, I, I saw it as a child and, and I, and I can feel, you know, what you need sometimes, um, as a child, you know? And so I try to really have that awareness, um, from my childhood and, and be able to give, give more to my children when they need it. Gotcha. What's that, you know, as they see you, you know, running the business and stuff like that, what is that one thing you hope that they learn from you uh, and that they carry, you know, uh, you know, as they grow older and become their own people, what is that one thing you hope they learn from you that they kind of implement into their lifestyle? I hope they have a strong work ethic. I hope they, you know, really see how important it is to, um, to, you know, 
give yourself 100% to whatever you're doing. Mm. So in that moment of, of going to work and, and being a part of this company and helping making it successful, that I'm 100% there. And then when I'm home and I'm with them, that, you know, phones go away, my time, that time is 100% then with them. And so really being able to help them see that, you know, the value of of a job and the value of um, running a company, but also the value of, of family time as well and finding that balance. I hear that. That family time part is so important. It's one of the things I have to, me myself have to do better uh, about not always being taskmaster mode. So I definitely mm-hmm. uh, understand that for sure. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. And before I ask the last question, Autumn, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the Startup Life. You gave us uh, tremendous value uh, and insight into not only your company, but uh, the cannabis uh, industry and space, if you will. I think a lot of our audience is going to uh, definitely get some value uh, from our conversation. But now I'm going to turn the microphone over to you because given everything that's going on, people are feeling a little discouraged, feeling a little down. Give us some words of encouragement to take us out for today, if you don't mind. This too shall pass. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, we all go through a lot of t- tough times in our life and um, I mean, who knew a pandemic was coming, you know, we, who knew that the fires, you know, down here in Santa Barbara, you know, we got hit hard by the fires and the mudslides back in the end of 2017, 2018. Right. And now I know all these people in, you know, Northern California are going through it all over again. And, um, and, and all the other natural disasters all across the United States, um, with hurricanes and, um, tornadoes and whatnot, but right. it's, you know, it's, we just always have to know that. Tomorrow's a new day, and we will um, we will have find joy and find happiness again. And even within you know a stressful time or a hard moment, um, we all just need to kind of take a deep breath and then and just know that um, everything will be okay. For sure, awesome stuff. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. We want to once again thank Autumn Shelton, partner and chief financial officer of Autumn Brands. Thank you so much, Autumn. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.